Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 12, Color of Lightning. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game. Your investigators of the unknown are Gabe as Roy. If this is the color of lightning, I'm the riders on the storm. Matt as Rocky. Insert song lyric here. And Brian as Pippa. Pippa, you can do this. Do this for Dad. Well, welcome back, players. How's everybody? We've had a little bit of a break. We, especially Gabe. Hey, listeners, just blame everybody. Don't blame me. Well, speaking of listeners, uh, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say howdy, drop us a letter from beyond on our website at lovecrafttapes.com. And we do have a couple letters tonight to read, which is very nice. First one is from Merlin S. Mess. Well, my beautiful pod performers, I do love your show. I have a lovely little COC group. We also play RuneQuest, and currently fabulous Freddy the Fingered Jackson is running Starfinder. I have become a particular fan of the taco fish. We, north of the wall in married old Englandshire, have a similar exotic fish called Craster Kippers. I feel would make the perfect fish for taco fish. Refer to the information portal known as Internet for details. They look like a product of Lovecraft's brain. I model my description of the Migo on these. Anyhow, thanks for the awesome lockdown. I have listened and digested all up to date. You kind of kept a crazy middle-aged Brit entertained for several days. You have my love for that. Thanks. The old one is awake. I must carry out the appropriate warding spells and throw some food into the cellar. Keep rocking in the free world. Is this like the Merlin? Mm -hmm. The TV show. No, no, Merlin, like the bad TV show. Second letter from Beyond Tonight is from the Angry Piper. Hi, guys. I love the podcast, and you have all made me laugh many times. But when Gabe deadpanned, I knew I never liked mines because I hate the French. I laughed so hard, I missed the next five minutes of the podcast and had to go back. The problem is, I went too far back and heard him say it again, and that just made me lose it even more. Did I mention I was driving at the time? Brilliant. Just fucking brilliant. Thanks for all the great episodes. That's how you know your podcast has really made it, when you're responsible for the death of a small family of six. That was a joke, I promise. I was joking. I love the French and mimes. All right, uh, this show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. A big thank you to our current Patreon supporters, Jordy Rose, Barry Robeson, Britt Denny Davis, Elizabeth Grieve, Chris Parker, Atulia, Jefferson Bell, Madeline Turnipseed, Brownie Davis, Eric Zane, Olda Polkert, Mitch L., Lobster Johnson, Kyle Sherman, Frank Delventhal, Huge Pie, Wouter Vermeyen, David Winterman, Daniel Hissey, Eric Phillips, John M. Murray, Malambra 57, Wild Pants, Yasmin Amber, Amanda Power, hey, Daniel Caprone, Snow, Dom Driver, John May, Bastard King, Davini Ivanzerovich, Eric Setterberg, Phil Dickinson, Robert Jameson, Mall, Boston Harbor Horror, Rain, Young Old One, Yogg, A.E. Jonesy, Stephen Gregory, Liz Moonberry, Marty Dixon, Andrew Petty, Shane Stoley, Sheldon Warner, Chainsaw Unicorn, Gregory Schmucker, Captain Vashton, Peter VDB, Flix Capacitator, Rolling Boxcars, 
Jeffrey Young, Bifford, James Brown, Hoser underscore 21, Alexandra Kroska, Holden Omans, John Scarcella, Ineptus Astartus, Batran, Tian Tai, AJ Ake, Phil Campbell, Justin Lebock, Matthew, John Konopasik, Tomas, Dingus Khan, Kevin G, Mick Cope, Robert Lamb, Sarah, and Phoenix Black. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate that. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Welcome to the Vincent Quest. Your new world awaits. We've all been waiting for this moment. The moment that we shape the very history of mankind. You've all been chosen as tomorrow's saviors to find a new world. I thought this was only a colonization trip. I guess we'll find out. Doesn't it seem odd? This much military? What do they expect to find? New worlds have new monsters. Warning. Warning. Collision in route. Get to the pod. Mabel, I love. Hello? Something is on this ship and we need to get off. It's not that simple. We're too far to return home. I went out into space and found a darkness that will consume us all. We need to find the immune. Immune? Whoever doesn't die from their bite. I don't think we're ever going home. What makes you think there's a home to go to? The Others by Manic D Media. An audio drama available now. Hi, I'm Gabriel. You might know me from the Lovecraft Tapes podcast, where I play that wacky hooligan Roy Arroyo. Boy, that guy sure does get up to some hilarious shenanigans, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, when I'm not lending my superior voice talents to podcasts or animated series or movie trailer narrations or sports broadcasting, or I, really, I could go on. I like to kick back with a tall, cool glass of high-octane distilled spirits, which is why I'm launching my very own line of luxury alcohol, End of Days Elixir. Our master craftsmen spent years perfecting the recipe, blending the best sustainable ingredients with mountain-cooled waters then boiling all that down into this perfect bottle of booze. I mean, it's basically vodka. Vodka that smells faintly of old potatoes and shoe leather. But they tell me those are the selling points. At any rate, by the time I finish this highball, I won't be smelling a thing, and neither will you. Get to the bottom of this fifth, and you'll wish you'd brought your trumpet to chase away the hellhounds, my friend. So whether you're just looking to tie one on or seeking to raise an army of the dead in an all-out assault upon the pearly gates, just remember what old Gabe likes to do. When it's the end times, make it end of days time. And we're back. 
What'd you guys think of that product and service? Mind blowing. I like it. It's a good service. Worst product ever. Don't go anywhere near it. It will kill your family. Five stars. He's just mad because they stole the patent from him. Don't listen to him. Well, for my money, that product and service can't be beat. In fact, it's impervious to any physical punishment or destruction. However, if you're lucky, you'll get one with a crippling emotional weakness. Try picking on it or calling it names. If it flinches, you will know how to dominate it. And from that moment on, the product and or service will do your bidding without fail. Just remember to pet it occasionally and feed it weekly, or you'll, you'll find it floating dead in the fish tank one morning, exactly like those sea monkeys you bullied last year. Sea monkeys do monkeys. You're doing monkeys, dude? Come on. No, the pill makes you see monkeys. Okay, 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 I get it. You're doing monkeys and you're too embarrassed to say it. I don't know what you're talking about. These accusations are wholly unfounded. Matt, you gotta stop doing monkeys. Look, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. There's, there's nothing behind me at all. Now, dear investigators, we continue. Case 12. Tape 10. Skipping Stones. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Calamity strikes Arkham in the most unexpected places and at the most inopportune times. Roy deals with the aftermath of lightning at the well dig site and reunites with a lost love. Rocky travels back to Miskatonic University to deliver more evidence to Carolyn LaCroix, only to find himself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Pippa busily goes about her day, prepping for curious homebuyers, but completely unprepared for a surprise visitor. As the Friday sun reaches high noon, our investigators wonder what other shocks to their systems must they endure. Pippa, the back of your head is throbbing, and you feel sick to your stomach as you stand in the entryway of the cottage house that you now realize was just a trap to get you here by yourself. There was no buyer en route. Whoever did this just wanted your necklace and the Yithian starstone set into it. Eyes blurry with tears, your sight pulses red with anger as you stare down at the carnival bracelet in your hands. R plus C is engraved on the wristband. As if a light switch goes off, Your photographic sense memory latches onto a vaguely familiar scent coming from the slightly ajar closet door where the assailant had hidden in wait for you. The apple pie did it. So you move over towards the closet door. The scent is getting stronger, but you can't quite pinpoint it. Do I recognize the smell, though? It's so familiar, but it seems to be coming from inside the closet. All right, I'm just going to whip the closet wide open. And as you do, the scent of whoever was hiding in there wafts over you, and you immediately smell sandalwood and French lavender. Charlene's perfume. Roy. Oh, man. Is there anything better than grub from a college food truck? You're halfway through a lobster roll, mayo dripping down your chin, when a strident alarm begins to sound from one of the Miskatonic University buildings. Surely that's not because of the bogus bomb threat. You chew and swallow, then realize the police band radio in Bugsy Jr.'s squad car nearby is crackling with voices. Grunting, you edge closer to the locked vehicle and listen at the closed window. It's an... APB, you've heard them a million times. 
Seems a body was just discovered in the history building, and one of the students reported seeing the suspect whose description sounded an awful lot like Jack White's... Oh, shit. Rocky now occupied Jack Whiteside's old body. The police think your brother killed the professor. Sure, he's an idiot, but he'd never do anything like that without good reason. Unless he lied about the deal with Starbuck, and this was part of her real plan? Well, you won't know until you find him, and if the police radio is correct, the suspect is still here on campus. You just need to get to him before the cops do. Well, I'm going to head back the way I came and see if I can't find uh, Bugsy Jr. Why don't you go ahead and give me a track roll, please? I needed a 13, I got a 91, that's why not. Rocky, with the clues you've uncovered in the Miskatonic Library, you're beginning to put two and two together. It's all here in the archives, just as Carolyn LaCroix suspected. Charlene Abernathy's great-grandfather... Harvey Abernathy seems to have absconded with a Yithian star stone from a dig funded by Madame Starbuck in France in early 1947. It seems the two may have been involved in some kind of partnership before those relations went sour. If the Arkham Daily newspaper articles you found earlier were accurate, it sounded as though Harvey fled back to Arkham immediately followed by Starbuck. Presumably, Starbuck then attempted to use Wallace Abernathy, Harvey's brother, as a bargaining chip to get the stone back. But then the blaze took them all. Until Harvey returned mysteriously months later. You suspect he may have returned with at least one of those stones. And who, after all these years, would have inherited it? Charlene, no doubt. If she did indeed possess a Yithian star stone, what possible motivation would she have for getting close to Pippa as her assistant? Unless, was she attempting to complete a set? If so, for what reason? Hmm, what was it Starbuck said in the dream? Something about access to the library city? Before you can continue with this line of thinking, an obnoxious alarm goes off one floor above the archives. Blast! Now what could that be? Bloody hell. Uh, am I the only one in the archives, or are there, like, other students around? There are no other students. The archives are very slow right now, but there is a single librarian who is seated at the entry with an arm's length of a phone. Head up to the, the desk where the librarian is. Excuse me, but I'm assuming you have some sort of campus store where you sell all sorts of paraphernalia for this place. Is, is that correct? Doesn't even look at you and just points upwards. Thank you. As quickly as I can, make my way up to the campus store. And you see, rushing past the entry door to the library, two security officers and Bugsy Jr. Bugsy Jr. has his gun drawn. Grab a book that's next to me and kind of pretend like I'm reading and wait for him to pass. Clearly, it looks like somebody has been alerted and they're on the prowl. Pick up the pace and as quickly as I can without making it look like I'm desperate, still heading towards that store. Go ahead and give me a stealth roll, please. I needed a 32, I rolled a 23, that's a success. Pippa, you're looking at this empty closet and realizing that it was Charlene hiding there. 
So I'm going to just take a second, make sure I'm okay and I'm put together. I'm going to shut up, make sure everything's shut off, grab my shit, shut and lock the door, and uh, jump in my car and head back to Blaine Manor, hoping that I'll be able to meet up with either Roy or Rocky there. As you drive through town, things appear to be eerily quiet. Like, you don't see as many people walking up and down the street as you usually do. Well, I'm pissed because I can't hit pedestrians. So it's too quiet and you're too furious. You reach Blade Manor in virtually no time. It's only a few miles. The dig site appears to be in complete disarray. That's the first thing you notice. Bulldozers on their sides. Smoke coming up. Run up to the front door and whip the door open. Guys, is everything okay? And you don't hear any response? I am a little apprehensive walking into the kitchen. I'm definitely checking the corners to make sure there's no rat creatures. Everything appears to be like eerily silent and empty. I'm going to walk over to the elevator and see if it's up or down. It is up. Well, this is not good. So I'm going to shut the front door, and I'm going to walk around the back and just kind of walk towards the, maybe they're out back with the machinery. We'll see if I can figure out what the hell happened back there. So you walk a little ways away from Blade Manor towards the dig site. There are no persons doing any kind of work there, which you would have expected by now. And there's nobody hanging about. Earth movers are at weird angles. You see that there is this crater where the well used to be with a little wisps of smoke coming out. Yeah, I'm going to get back in my car and drive to my house. So you pull into your house, get out, open your door, and inside the interior is just crawling with rats. I'll need you to make a sanity roll, please. I needed an 86. I rolled a 55. You will take one sanity damage as you open the door and see disgusting, greasy, long-haired rats gnawing on your sofa, tipping over pictures. There must be thousands of these babies. Slowly shut the door and just start murmuring to myself, oh, I didn't mean to come home. I have to go to the office. What am I thinking? I'm just going to walk back to my car as I'm just muttering that, but I'm not going to, I'm just going to sit in my car. Right. Miskatonic University is a big place. You're walking up and down. You see somebody walk into a building. You're like, oh, I think that's Bugsy. And you walk into this building, and then you're like, no, wait, this is the uh, women's dormitory. Then you see someone disappear around a corner, a shadow, and you walk over there. You come around a corner, and it's a couple co-eds who are dressed in towels. That's a pretty cool place. But then you look over, and you see another door closing at the far end of the hall, and you're like, that's got to be him. So you rush down. And you, you quickly find yourself at this crossroads inside a building that has very tall arch ceilings and, and marble floor and old wood and you can just hear like footfalls but you can't quite tell which way they're coming from or going to that's when you see a shadow approaching from one end of the hall on one of the walls but there's nothing casting the shadow and it looks like the shadow of a little person or child, and it's approaching you. Back up as it approaches as much as I can. And so you back away from this crossroads in this building, look to your right, and there's another one approaching from that direction. And to your left, there's another one approaching from that direction. Hug the wall and suck my gut in and see if they pass by. They converge from these points of the compass down these hallways, you can see their shadows slipping along the wall towards you, where you are attempting to huddle. They slide across the floor 
you look behind you and sliding up the wall behind you is yet another. And they're all now reaching out toward you. Then I'll run east. I will need you to make a sanity roll, please. As you feel these cold tendrils. Well, I hard successed it. 53 needed, 12 received. First sanity success ever. You run, arms pinwheel, and run directly through the door and stumble into Bugsy Jr. Kit, what the hell? I told you to wait back at the car. Those carnies, man, they're here. Carnies? What are you talking about? You know, from the carnival. They just all attacked me right now. Okay, well, listen up here, Ken. Uh, we got bigger fish to fry. Uh, we got a murderer on the loose. Kind of sounds a little bit like uh, that guy you've been hanging around at Blaine Manor. Yeah, I heard about this. Look, we found uh, Professor LaCroix. She was strangled. And uh, one of the students said uh, they saw someone matching the description of uh, that guy you've been staying with over at uh, Blaine Manor. Are you guys involved somehow? I mean, I know the guy. How do you know him? Well, you know, he, you know, he was just, we met up on this, uh, mission, you know? Like an Airbnb thing? What, what's going on? Well, you know, I'm here to shoot this movie and he needed a place to stay and, you know, I did a little sublease in action. Things are going to get a little, uh, strange here. We got, we got to take him in for question. If he's armed and dangerous, we got to, things might get a little violent. All right. Are you, are you okay with that? <laughs> yeah. I'm here with uh, two of the security guards from the, uh, university. We're going to, we're going to take him down one way or another. Okay. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, I'm pretty confident it's not him. I mean, but, you know, you guys do what you got to do. We got a dead body on our hands. We got more forces coming, so. All right, stay low. Okay, Ken? And I'll get on the ground and army crawl behind them. So, Rocky, uh, you make your way to the convenience store at Miskatonic University. It's actually uh, not too far from the library. It's actually over just one building uh, in the quad, uh, the student union. Quickly get to work walking around. I'm going to grab basically I want a, probably a new T-shirt and probably a hoodie along with a pair of sunglasses and a hat. And if they happen to have them, an off-the-shelf backpack. Sure. They got all that. Pay cash out of my wallet for the stuff at the front. And then I'm going to quickly duck into a bathroom and change and shove all my old clothes into one of the trash cans. Okay, cool. Pull my phone out and start walking back towards Blaine Manor. Gonna walk across campus looking at my phone like any other millennial would. How old do you think the people in college are? Pippa. You come to behind the wheel and you're starting to calm down a little bit and you feel your blood pressure starting to come down, your head's throbbing less, and that anger that you felt back at the cottage is now like a, this simmering rage and you can only think of one person who you need to confront. Charlene. You know where Charlene lives. She lives in an apartment not too far away. Your hand... Turns the key, gear shift, gas pedal. It pushes me back into the seat. You race across town and arrive at Charlene's place. I'm going to go right up to Charlene's door. I'm going to try the door handle. It opens. Charlene, get your ass out here now. You see someone step out of the kitchenette with a cup of tea in her hand. And it's Madame Starbuck. And she says, oh, hello, Pippa. I was wondering when you get here. Tea? Roy. You're crawling on your belly on the ground behind Bugsy who's looking back at you like, Ken, get the fuck up. What are you, what are you doing? You're embarrassing me here. We're making it discreet, aren't we? You gotta get low. Sweet Jesus. So uh, Bugsy looks around for a bit and has the security guards check these rooms as you're going through the building. And you, you come up empty. I think the perp's gone. 
think he went back to Blaine Manor? Either there, or you know where he's been hanging out a lot. Where's that? There's this comic book shop that he's always at, because he's some kind of a nerd. What's the name of it? It's The Comic Book Shop. <laughs> We've been through this. Everything in Arkham is named literally. It was either that or like a computer store. I don't know. He's a nerd. It's one of those nerd things. It's either at The Comic Book Shop or The Computer Store. Well, we're going to leave the uh, security guards here to... To keep uh, canvassing the uh, the campus, and uh, how about you and I uh, head back to the squad car, and we'll radio them in and uh, have some folks uh, stake out the comic shop and uh, the computer shop. Yeah, and uh, you know we can't forget, we can't lose sight about that bomb threat. I know that's happening. Yeah, like I said, I didn't see much in the way of uh, evidence of that, but uh, we're, we're having that checked out too. But I got the coroner coming for the body. It's just a fucking mess around here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know how y'all do it. I tell you what, uh, Ken, uh, would you, would you mind just hiking it back? I've got to take care of a couple things here, and then uh, we're gonna get a copter in the air too to see if we can find uh, your boy. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna head over to Blaine Manor, so I'll join you there in a few. Okay. Yeah, I can figure that out. You be safe. Let me know. Uh, give me a buzz if you see that guy. All right, will do. You take off and, uh, I assume, head back to Blade Manor? Yeah. You see an odd-looking student walking across the field a few hundred yards away from Miskatonic University in the direction of Blaine Manor. Well, I'll walk with him, won't I? Roy catches up handily to Rocky, who is in disguise, but of course, Roy recognizes his shape and form. Oh, geez, I thought you were one of those retribution-type students. Oh, then obviously the disguise is working. So did you do some murdering that I should know about? Do the murdering? No. Find the body before anyone else? Yes. Although, to be fair, I do think I've figured out what's going on here. Well, what's going on here is that you got the police force looking for you. They're going to send out copters, and if I get seen with you, I'm going down because I'm trying to help them out and help you out and help myself out. Well, I'm trying to get back to the manor. If I can get to the bat cave underneath, there's no way they'll find me. I know that's true, but how are we going to get there? If Especially if they send this chopper out. We don't have a map, so I don't know how much woods and cover there is between where we are at and Blaine Manor. And we know that... They're going to be at Blaine Manor looking for you. Well, I'm going to need summer to hide, at least until tonight when this whole circus starts up. Preferably someplace out of the way and quiet that we can get everyone together at at the same time, because I have a little bit of explaining to do. You hear a strange sizzling sound that lasts a couple seconds, followed by the unmistakable order of ozone. Then, about 20 yards away, you see... Charlene Abernathy, standing nonchalantly, hips cocked, one leg bent, and a recyclable coffee cup tilted to her painted lips. She's wearing bright pink Converse sneakers, bell-bottom jeans belted low at the waist with a white sash, and a tie-dye t-shirt bearing a groovy peace sign at the center. On each wrist is a wide silver bracelet, into which has been set a familiar stone. Her forehead is encircled with a similarly styled tiara. The place where a third stone would go is empty. She gulps the mouthful of coffee, burps loudly into the afternoon air, then turns and smiles at Rocky. Hey, hot stuff. Like the new look? 
I wasn't aware that Pippa had instituted themed days at the office. If uh, you're going for, like, the whole 60s kind of thing, uh, you're pulling it off. Well, thank you. I just, I, I really worked on this one, too. So, I, you know, I thought, what's going to go really well with the bracers and the tiara? Yeah, there's a very, very unique uh, tiara and uh, bracers you have there. Where'd you find them? Oh, my dad made them. Just in case we found these. And she holds up her wrists, flashing the star stones. Pretty sweet, right? Yeah. No. Uh, you know that? I think I've seen those rocks somewhere before, though. They look kind of familiar. I can't quite place it, though. Well, this one used to belong to Pippa. I had to kind of do a little bit of... Mm, but now it's mine, so... Well, you know, law of the jungle, finders, keepers, and whatnot. Well, I didn't... You know, I really like Pippa. I didn't mean to hurt her, but... You know, just a little boop, a little boop. A little boop? This one's mine. This is from my great-grandfather. You know, you see, they match. They match, right? We we just got to get one more. Uh... Hey, where are you guys headed to? Hey, Roy, how's it going? Hi. Oh, uh, just uh, came back from uh, talking with a professor friend of mine over at the university. Oh, who? Old acquaintance. Goes by the name of Professor LaCroix. She, uh... Why would you say that, you idiot? Doesn't ring a bell. Bored already. She was helping me with the uh, the bracelets that that, that circus dropped. <sighs> so, fun fact. Those bracelets? The, uh, the writing apparently has something to do with ancient Mayans or Aztecs or something like that. I don't know. It is above my head. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I don't really follow all that mumbo jumbo stuff what are you guys doing right now are you why are you dressed like that it's cute on you don't get me wrong i mean looks good on you yeah i'm i'm just really felt like uh blending in to my surroundings would help me concentrate it's you, you got to get into the mindset I'm, I'm like a method actor that way you know i hear you there's nothing wrong with doing a little cosplay it was interesting. I happened to stumble across a little something when I was uh, doing my research. Do the names uh, Walter Abernathy or possibly uh, Harvey mean anything to you? Duh. Harvey is my great-grandfather. Ah, there it is. Wallace was my great-grand-uncle. Oh. I need your guys' help to rescue him. Pippa? Tea? Do you take it with sugar? Come on in. Don't stand there. Don't be a stranger. Did you hire Charlene oh, to steal my necklace? We have so much to talk about. Have a seat. You look a little nervous right now. No, no, I'm not nervous. What Charlene did to you? Inexcusable. Why did you have her do it then? I absolutely did not. How dare you? I thought we knew each other. I mean, I was in your dreams. You invaded my dreams. You weren't invited there. I was a guest star. I thought we talked about all this. I'm... And now you're hiring thugs? No, absolutely not. I'm really sorry that this happened to you at all. Can we at least be civil? This is as civil as I am getting right now. I got hit in the back of the head, and my keepsake from my father, the only item I've ever had from him, is gone. The exact same thing happened to me. I, too, had one of those stones, and it was stolen from me by Harvey Abernathy. The great-grandfather of Charlene. You know what they say, Pippa? The thief doesn't fall too far from the tree. I think that's apropos right now. Who's apropos? Is he involved in this? Oh, I thought you meant Edgar Allan Poe. I'm th I'm Edgar Allan apropos. I don't want any foe right now. Thank you. Look, her great-grandfather had this weird idea that he would use this stone to infiltrate 
a place called the Library City. You and I spoke of it. I've never been there. I've only heard of it. It's like the mythical golden city. It's a place where the dead don't die. And she intends this place, get access to the library city and destroy it. Destroying all of the consciousnesses of people and other beings who dwell there. They are a cruel family. They'll stop at nothing. You know, because you've seen and witnessed their violence. You are a victim as much as I am. Are you telling me that this whole time you weren't after my stone? Pippa, I wanted to engage you in a partnership, and I still do. I don't even know you that well. I'm not going to get engaged. Well, we're both free agents. Wink! All I'm saying is I have the means to help you because I still possess my star stone. Why would you help me? Why wouldn't I help you? You have a certain, shall we say, innate power. I recognize it in you. Do you not possess certain mystical powers? I don't know about mystical. Call it what you will. Perhaps you're not fully aware of the extent of your powers, but I can teach you. Can you help me get her? Of course, but you must help me as well. It needs to be a two-way street. Only if I can keep my stone. Of course, we will get it back. Where is she? I sense that she is, even now, attempting to find us. So we must make haste and be away. I had hoped that she would return here unawares and I could get the jump on her. But I'm very glad that you had the foresight to come here first. Come with me back to the sideshow and we'll await and plan our next move. If I come with you, will I see pure imagination only if we stay out of boats that go down strange colored tunnels come with me pippa and she holds out her hand will you join me i reach out reluctantly and grab her hand and she leads you out of charlene's apartment rocky and roy powwowing with charlene are you up for a rescue mission come on look i got the outfit and everything what exactly kind of rescue mission are we talking about here? Like, Look, it's very simple. All we have to do is get the other star stone from that person, Madam Starbuck. Oh, the lady who owns the coffee shops, yes. She's a bad, bad person, you guys. I mean, she basically kidnapped my great-granduncle and then tried to sacrifice him to the old ones in order to gain access to the library city. And I don't really care for that. So I'm here to defend my family's honor. Will you help me? I don't care. You decide, Rocky. Are you sure, Roy? This is the first time you've never had input on these things. I mean, usually I, I can't get you to shut up. If you can't tell by my body language how I feel about it, I don't know what to tell you at this point. You know, usually in a situation like this, I'd have to, and an exaggerated arm up in the hair, whack you really hard on the back of the head to stop you from talking. You know, I'm just trying to not block you out from whatever you're trying to achieve with this girl. It's really what it comes down to. And Charlene sidles up to Rocky a little bit. I mean, you could help me, couldn't you? Damsel in distress and all that? He normally, like, doesn't stop talking like i mean talking like really hard just take a really big swing back and whack him on the 
back of the head and, you know, knock him out maybe. But it's, you know what I'm talking about, Roy. You're like really hard, you know, maybe use your gun, like butt of the pistol kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do your work for you, man. This one's all you. I, I've never talked to her before. So what do you say, guys? I'm just going to tell you what. I'll give me 30 seconds. I just need to sidebar with this one. Sure, guys. I, I got to finish this coffee anyways. She steps away. I'm going to walk a little bit down the ways and bring bring Roy with me. Really? All that? And, and She annoys me to a degree that I don't even know what to do, man. I don't know what to tell you. But I'm trying to give you a hint here. She has the stones we need. If she has the stones, do you really think just hitting her is going to knock her out, buddy? Well, I mean, she has a pair of stones, yes, but she's still human. Blunt force trauma is deadly. Yeah, I am pretty strong. Okay, I see what you're trying to tell me. Look, we take her down, we get the stones, and that gives us a serious leg up on Starbuck. I kind of feel like she's going to be suspicious from this conversation, so I feel like we can't do it right now. We'll go along with this for now. But when we get a good opportunity... Alright, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I really, I really, I just didn't want to cock block you. I didn't know what to say. Alright, come on. Gonna ha- head back to Charlene. Hey, did you guys figure it out? Are you, are you gonna help a poor girl out or what? Oh, how could we not? I mean, a couple of, of gentlemen like us could never say no to helping somebody when they need it. I guess I should tell you that I can kind of see into the future. And I heard everything you said. Rocky, I'm pretty hurt, but I'll look past it, okay? I think you and I can still go forward and have a trusting relationship, but we just need to get to a place of honesty and truth, okay, guys? Like, look, I'm not trying anything weird here. I just, I think you guys are the good guys. I hope that's true. And I think she's the bad guy, and we gotta get her. And that's all I'm asking. Are you in? Uh... For now. Look, you're not the first person to chase these artifacts. I've seen what happens to people who wield things far beyond their means. And she uh, leans in towards Roy and says, He's so sexy when he says stuff like that. Oh my god, shut up, shut up, shut up. All right, guys. Uh, so where are we heading now? Should, we should probably like, check up someplace and make a battle plan. Just be forewarned. As Sir John Dahlberg Acton once said... Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power tends to corrupt absolutely. I'm watching you. Uh, where are we heading? See, that's the problem. The police are somewhat looking for me at the moment. You killed a guy? <laughs> I didn't kill someone. I found the body and investigated it. After he killed it? I didn't kill the... I didn't kill anyone. It were all, she was already dead when I found her. I have an inkling that Starbuck is behind it, but no solid proof yet. He also has no alibi. Ooh, yeah, that's a pickle. Uh, So we're going to need someplace really remote. I mean, we could go back to your place. You have an apartment, right, Charlene? I do, actually, yes. Although I got an idea that might not be the best here. I kind of think maybe Pippa's a little pissed off and she'd probably head straight there. I don't. I'm completely fine with not going to your apartment. I suppose we could go to the visitor center no one ever goes there you know i like lamb so i'm not gonna argue what do you say guys i'm fine with it i don't see any other option and then she holds out her hand to rocky and she holds out her hand to roy no i'm just warning you now roy doesn't do physical contact only violence 
he may be walking, but otherwise I can get us there in a blink. I'm fine with some alone time. Rocky, shall we? Close my eyes and, like, very slowly and unhappily reach out and grab her hand. And you reach out and grab her very soft and supple hand. It's warm and has a nice grip. And you feel this energy course through you. And Roy sees the two of them disappear in a puff of ozone. And Rocky and Charlene are now standing in the visitor center. And you hear Lem go, Who's there? Nothing to worry about, Lem. Just um, looking for some pamphlets. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. My theory is that we're not going to be able to kill Charlene. Oh, no, no, no. Kill? No. Get the stones off of... Yes. What does Rocky intend to do with the stones? Not sure yet, but someone like her definitely has not been trained, nor can handle an artifact of that magnitude or power. He's seen it before, and it generally ends up with melting? Did you need to mansplain it to her? Look, I'm just saying that you have to be careful with these things. She doesn't know what she has. She's annoying, too, so... Hey, look, Roy, we agree on something. She is annoying. I have decided that that's the character that needs to grind my gears the most. On tonight's Grind My Gears, I need to find Charlene, and I need to find her now. Now it's time for some hashtag recommendos where we share some of our geeky obsessions. So Gabe, start us off. I wasn't ever really planning on recommending this because I remember it was brought up in the leathers of Beyond and I was like, whatever, I just won't. But I haven't had time to do new things, so I guess I will recommend it. Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. It's a uh, it's a blast of a show. If you're like dumbass stoner comedies that are very gory and bloody, this is the show for you. It's about these high schooler kids who are trying to combat this book of pure evil that does what it sounds like it does it goes to this high school and it finds people who are in high school so they are upset and it gives them their wildest dreams and finds some very faustian extra thing to it that goes wrong it never goes well i love heavy metal that's a big part of the show if you ever watched canadian television growing up and you grew up when i grew up you're gonna recognize a lot of these actors i don't know it's just really stupid and really over the top and gory and those are my favorite things and it's just worth watching that's todd in the book of pure evil awesome thanks gabe appreciate that uh let's move on to brian my recommendation is Sweet Tooth. It's basically a post-apocalyptic. Something happened in the world where babies start are starting to be born, and they're hybrids. They're mixed with animals. So they one comes out, it's a turtle and a human mixed together. It has features of turtle, birds, any animal that you can imagine. And this story is about a boy who is born part deer, and... You get to travel with him trying to figure out who he is and what he is at a young age of around 10 or 11 years old. And there's circumstances that lead up to why he has to travel. Uh, Some pretty dire circumstances. And you don't find out what actually happened to make these babies this way and decimate the human race to where there's very few humans left on the planet. Until probably three quarters of the way through the show, the first season. The way they tell the story is is a little unique. I, I really enjoyed the visuals. 
the cinematography is is gorgeous and the way that they tell the story um almost from a from a child's perspective very innocent it's really really well done please check it out if you can if you can get netflix and you can even if you do a free trial watch the first season it's called sweet tooth all right uh thank you brian and matt you're up next there's uh in case you haven't noticed you're not in gaming circles there's uh Kind of a lot of of hullabaloo going on over a very not well-known company called Activision Blizzard right now. I won't go into details, but there are a lot of people that are very upset. Uh, And Activision Blizzard happens to be the owners and proprietors of a very popular online MMO called World of Warcraft. And as such, there are quite a few people that are are jumping ship from this in protest. They don't want to support a company. So I felt like it's been on my list for a while. I feel like it's kind of a timely thing to do. But uh, if you're looking to jump ship from World of Warcraft, why don't you swing on over and give the Elder Scrolls Online a try? Um, it's uh, owns ZeniMax Online, which is ZeniMax Media, which is now owned by Microsoft. But it is the Elder Scrolls world. It's, you know, the, the lands of Skyrim and Oblivion and Morrowind all stuck together in an MMO format. There are... A bunch of different uh, the the races that you know there are different factions it's an extremely vast world and each area you go to has its own mini story quests there are side quests there are what are called world events um there are like mini bosses for you to team up with random people and fight it's great there's a, always something to do it's something that i don't feel bad like hopping in for a bit and you know maybe killing a boss or two and maybe doing a quest and then hopping out so it's a really fun MMO. It's free to play, and there is a surprising chunk of content there for for people who don't actually want to put any money into it. Uh, so it's honestly worth giving a shot if you're if you're looking for a new MMO to kind of wean off. Wow, I'm really enjoying my time with it. I'm up to like e- almost ninety hours into it, and I'm still going. So you know, if you're looking for uh, an MMO, Elder Scrolls Online. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate that. And uh, I'm going to wrap us up here with a recommendo uh, for a movie, sort of a horror movie, called Here Comes Hell. 2019, directed by Jack Bick Henry. It's a black and white horror comedy in the style of a 1950s haunted mansion, but with a sort of slapstick modern day aesthetic. It basically, it's about these four friends who meet up at this rundown mansion and they're all like rich people and they have this sort of intertwined histories and personal problems and they decide, let's get drunk and eat too much and then invite an actual medium over to do a seance. They shouldn't do that. You should never have a seance where somebody killed themselves. And what happens is they bring back the spirits, uh, Evil Dead style. It's very fun. It's gory. But if you've ever seen the movie The Lost Skeleton of Cadavra, Another sort of like tribute to those 1950s horror type things. Um, I think everybody here would really like this. It's fun. And then once things get going after about an hour, then things get real. And like there, there's just like a, a bunch of zombie nonsense going on. A lot of violence, a lot of lopping off of limbs and so forth. So definitely check out Here Comes Hell. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. 
And if anybody has any idea on how to knock out someone who can see into the future, let me know yesterday on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. That way, she won't know that I know because it's already happened. Got to use that big brain energy sometimes. And if anybody wants to f- give me coping mechanisms, ways to not be annoyed, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. Um, I'd like the same as uh, as Matt. I'd like to figure out how to knock somebody out without them knowing that I'm going to knock them out. (laughs) Until next time, roll for bell bottoms. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2021. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.